The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And at this time each week, we bring you Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty, your local real estate forum, where we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. Prime Minister Trudeau, Christia Freeland and Company, are in calculated NAFTA negotiations with President Trump and all the president's men. The amount of psychological considerations and positioning is off the charts. Think about one of j- the three sticking points we're having right now in these negotiations, Canadian culture. How do Canadians really feel about protecting cultural issues? And what is our Prime Minister actually saying to the world about how we feel? Are, are they both in line? And if Canadians feel so strongly about our culture, won't Canadians choose Canadian content over U- U.S. content if more U.S. options are even available? And think about what the U.S. is trying to push with cultural exemption. And in the end, do they even care? Or is it working on us psychologically to give us a win when they agree to leave Canadian content alone and we give up something more dear to the American plan. Think about this. <clears throat> will our present government stand firm? And what will that mean for them at election time if they do? And will the outcome of these NAFTA negotiations actually matter at election time Or will it be more about the psychological perspective and spin we receive between the outcome and the election? And if we think on a totally different note, is Tim Horton's coffee the best coffee in town? Or has good marketing led us to believe that it's worth lining up for? Final question, is good marketing good psychology? And is good psychology good negotiating. Rest assured, psychology is every bit alive and well in the real estate industry, as well and alive as it is in the NAFTA negotiations. From the time you start forming opinions on where you think you would want to live, the lifestyle you think you're looking for, your choice of who to use as a realtor, what drives interest in a particular home, absolutely in the negotiations, in the financing, and how we feel about that entire experience the day after we move versus a year after we move versus five years after we move. In light of all this, we're starting today, this morning, a series called Today's Real Estate, Perception, Attitudes, Persuasion, and Passion. This series will look at real estate from the psychological perspective. And joining us in just a few moments to share thoughts and experience on this light and airy topic will be Nikki Reed, sales representative with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. So let's start the show off here this morning with Snapshot for September 6, 2018, your local report on what's happening in the Northumberland real estate market. There have been 113 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that's a relatively low number, reflecting a slow August activity. This leaves us with an inventory of 447 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past year is up to approximately $405,000. Now, if we compare this to the average selling price over the past month, which is approximately 418000 we can see that there's about a $13,000 difference, uh, a higher amount in the past month than the overall average. 
During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of their asking price in a market time of 45 days. Northumberland County is moving towards a balanced market with an absorption rate at approximately 25%, and that's based on the past month's sales trend. This means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.9 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. I research these Northumberland County statistics and I calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system and matrix is a local realtor component of the MLS system. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific, specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. Talk to your local realtor to understand the Northumberland market information that's most important to you. Some news yesterday, the Bank of Canada left the benchmark rate alone at 1.5% and they're keeping an eye on the NAFTA negotiations. Uh, very critical. I, I would assume from the things that I was reading that there would have been a tendency to increase that uh, benchmark rate had the NAFTA negotiations not been going on. Today's mortgage rates, a five-year fixed is as low as 3.24%, and a five-year variable as low as 2.7%, and as always, some conditions do apply. And today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And folks, that's a current snapshot <coughs> of the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. And I'd just like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, or of any other real estate brokerage or realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. As I mentioned at the top of the show this morning, we're starting a series called Today's Real Estate perception, attitudes, persuasion, and passion. And in the studio with me to weigh in to the deep waters of this topic is a colleague of mine at Royal DePage Pro Alliance Realty, real estate sales representative, Nikki Reed. Good morning, Nikki, and thanks for joining me here at Reality Realty. Good morning, Dale. Thanks for having me. Now, I, Nikki, I, I started off earlier on the show referring to this topic. Yes. The psychology of real estate as light and area, light and airy, that, that was completely tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> as you well know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and really, we just, we just spoke about this, it seems not too long ago, maybe, maybe a week ago, a, or a so? week ago yeah. and uh, I gave you a call and, and we were talking about this uh, idea of looking at real estate from the psychological perspective. Absolutely. And you were right into it right away. Yeah. And so how did that resonate with you? What were what were you thinking when when I I mentioned that and and you just dug dug into that topic so quickly? Yeah, well, when you called, it was, you know, hey, here's an idea and 30 minutes later we we're still on the phone kind of discussing it and uh I realized that there's so many avenues you could take with this conversation, so many things to discuss on, you know, the seller side, the buyer side, agent side, um, you know, and then it leads into all the people involved in any transaction from inspectors to finance, finance people. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many directions you can go when it comes to psychology and real estate. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to cover and I'm assuming we'll go in various directions with it. Yeah. And, and we... And to the listeners, uh, we haven't really set up a, an in-stone sort of agenda for this, have we? No, not really. Oh, because we were talking about it and, and we just decided, you know what, it, because the psychology aspect of, of what we do it, is so prevalent through every aspect, pretty much, that we would just let the conversation take us wherever Wherever it takes us, well, you've obviously made a few notes because, um, as I mentioned to you, I I do have these um, brain freeze moments on the <laughs> show where where I find a note um, really helpful. Yeah. So it's always good to have some notes and and I I'm thinking, you know, about the importance of the psychology in in real estate. If 
if people are willing to be thoughtful in this sort of arena, a psychological arena, thoughtful about the different aspects of, of psychology in this, is going. I believe it's going to help people uh, prevent them from making some wrong decisions. Yep. It's going to help them to optimize, uh, you know, if, not not where they move, but if they move, and then if they move where they move. And and I think it's a huge tool, and, 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 and I know you do too. We were talking about that, and eventually somewhere we're going to get into the psychology being a tool in your tool belt um, to help you be the most successful you can be uh, during a transaction because this isn't, this isn't a totally... Uh, it isn't a topic that's totally all about the ledger, is it? It's, there's a lot of uh, passion, a, a lot of the heart involved oh, in, in what we do. Yep. And I think, too, you know, so that we can stick to the light and airy. <laughs> well, um, that was really tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not about psychology as in, you know, this is a therapy session. I think it's really bringing this uh, the psychological turmoil but process for people in the varying situations of their life in this this transaction. And, you know, hopefully it will resonate with some people and they can relate to it and think, oh, I'm not the only one, or, hmm, that's food for thought and things mm-hmm. to consider, um, you know, from all perspectives. Um, you know, it's not just us as an agent and what we have to go through. I don't think our plan is to sit here and go, oh, psycholo- psychologically, it's just, you know, people don't understand, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's really touching on all the variable uh, that people face, you know, through the process. And hopefully that will help people thinking of selling or buying, um, things to consider and, you know, um, you know, resonate with some people in terms of things that they never even thought of and to consider those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's not like as a realtor, we're, we're ever taking a course in psychology. No. No. <laughs> and, although I, although I, I would imagine there's people with uh, degrees in psychology who are doing real estate right now. Speaking of which, I happen to have taken psychology myself because well, my background was initially, long time ago, was corrections. So, I mean, I think it's helped play a part in my role as a real mm-hmm. estate agent, have some understanding. Yeah. But the downfall sometimes is, you know, it... it he, it could be too much, right? I have to go, whoa, yeah. I'm not a psychologist here. I might yeah. know a little bit about it and taken some courses, but it's not my forte and mm-hmm. not what I'm here for. But it gives me some understanding and some, you know, empathy when I'm working with certain situ- clients and situations. For sure. And and, and and it does. It would it would absolutely give you a, a head start on that. And, and seeing that if, if there's a realtor out there, and, and most of us haven't, had had mm-hmm. that uh, formal uh, education in psychology, but after after a while, they they've been firsthand in the middle of the psychology Absolutely. of real estate. So uh, you know they're getting real life experience. We're all getting real life experience uh, every every year we're in it. So um, and and a, and an important thing I think will. We, we absolutely need to cover before we're done this series on psychology is uh, where, where, are the, where are the lines that you shouldn't cross as a realtor? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I really see our role as a realtor as, as being a resource for th- our buyers and our sellers and, and not, not necessarily the, the catalyst pushing you into a sale or a purchase, right? But but being being that um, that thoughtful uh, and educated and experienced um, partner, absolutely in in that and 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 helping people that don't look at real estate every day to uh, be aware of some of the hazards and and if there's fears there, um, if if th- sometimes fears are maybe. There's all. There's always a reason for a fear, right? Absolutely, and I think our role, like you said, where are the lines? And mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of it, you know. And everyone's lines are going to be different. Every agent has a different style and approach to the how they do their business. Um, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, we all simply are providing information to our clients and guiding them the best way we know how based on the information they're providing us and, you know, having our resources and tools to assist them with making that decision as well. Mm -hmm. You know, with the lawyers that we work with to the inspectors, 
you know, st some staging, you know, there's so many variables and it's just providing them that knowledge and information. But with that being said, again, there's those lines, right? Mm -hmm. Every situ every transaction is so different. And I don't think I've met a uh, real estate agent yet that hasn't said sometimes we're a psychologist. I mean, it's always come into play. Yeah, yeah right? we, 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 we do wear a lot of hats. I mean, sometimes sometimes we're the babysitter where yep. where um, mom or dad or mom and dad are looking somewhere at the house and 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 we have junior there with us and and we have to uh keep junior content so mom and dad can do their their full thinking absolutely uh sometimes we're we're there trying to you know if we've worked with say a buyer we've worked with a buyer long enough that we have a good idea of of what they're after and and maybe maybe the journey has led them off the path yeah and so you know we're there to just maybe remind them are we still on track here yeah or or maybe maybe the original path has changed and it's best for them but i mean i still like to say are we still on path or has the path changed because you know if, yeah. if it hasn't and, and and you just got caught up in the excitement of something. It's always good to have a check and balance in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. The voice of reason, right? Yeah. To say, hey, is this what we should be doing, or are you prepared for this, or is this where you were going? Because I thought you were going somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. So and and we're I mean and and that's so important to to just be that that resource um, and and that you know a voice of reason at times. But ultimately, we're, we're not the ones that are going to live there. We're not the ones that are going to move from wherever home was and, 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 uh, and, and move to this next place and deal with the financing of the next place and, and whatever other um, challenges are involved. So, you know, we have to really respect um, our client and, and what's really important to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so Nikki, I'm thinking... Let's let's start off with something really fundamental, and and who knows where it leads to. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's let's take a look at the um, uh, the activity of selling your home, yep. so selling um, the sale of a home. And and when I think of this, I th I think of two things. When I think of selling your home, and we can take it back um, one step and saying uh, you've created a home. This this is maybe just more than you're more than an investor. You, you've created a home, and so it's selling your home and and the psychology involved in leaving your home. Yep. And and then maybe it could even be taken back a little bit further, and that is. And and this is likely going back to our childhood even, and and how have we established in our minds what home, we want home to be. Yep. What, when I say that, what, what do you think of? I think of something I've said to clients before, you know, because we do, and as I'm sure you relate, we come across this a lot. People are selling their house for various reasons. I have found that more often than not, you know, this glorified like, oh, you're a real estate agent, you sell houses and make mm -hmm. money. And the reality is when we're selling homes, a lot of the times it's for really difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. And we had talked about that, you know, whether it's a death in the family, a divorce, which is sadly, you know, a mm -hmm. big one these days, or people that have gotten older and are downsizing or the kids have left and that was their home. What I try and tell clients, you know, when they're having a difficulty around that is, you know, this is your home you've built this let's say for numerous years even in a short time this was your first purchase there's a sentimental value this is your home but once you list it it's now just become a house it's no longer your home and I find that's a really big switch for the clients I've worked with to just say to them you know this is your home mm -hmm. you've built this you will be doing that again with a different outlook because you're doing it for a different reason mm -hmm. and you'll create the home the home is what you've created at the end of the day once it's listed it's just another house yeah. And that's really been a help for a lot of my clients to just really say, yeah, you're right. And once they purchase that new house, mm -hmm. it's then, you know, I get the text message or call months down the line or, you know, sometime as soon as a few weeks and they say, you're right, this is my new home and I love it. So it's really, the you know, under getting them to understand psychologically that the home is what you create. What you're living in is a house. Mm -hmm. 
and that yeah. has really helped. Yeah, and uh, so we're we're at break time, and so we'll we'll take a break here. And folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. And join us after this break. And Nikki and I will continue to look at real estate from a psychological perspective. And I think we'll just get a little bit more into what actually makes our house into a home. Be right back. Welcome back. This is Northumberland, 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. Our topic this morning is today's real estate, perception, attitudes, persuasion, and passion. And our guest this morning is Nikki Reed. Nikki is a real estate sales representative with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And Nikki, before the break, we were talking, ab- we're talking about starting off with selling your home and and then I just want to dwell on a little bit what the the psychology of what makes our home our home and and because I think that's important to to get that figured out because when you when you start to think of the move you're selling well you're going to go somewhere else and and you know is is that building home and 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 is the is the maybe stress and anxiety about leaving that you know something that's going to be monumental or or is that can you make that home in you know make your next home into that as well maybe even better yeah and i think it comes in stages so my experience with clients are you know for whatever reason they're selling whether it's time to move on the kids are getting older or they're just looking for a new home making a change moving a death a divorce sometimes it's just a happy you know we're we're over this place we're ready to move the initial thought and reason for moving is there, but once you meet with them and you go through the process and how you're going to list and when we're going to list and you sign the paperwork, there's a revelation and they have this emotional reaction to it if it's a circumstances that's a little bit difficult Mm -hmm. and that's when the emotion kicks in and the psychological part kicks in because then it comes the loss of that home what are we going to do what's all this stuff if they're downsizing I mean there's so many variables for why they're moving and often I don't know if you've had this experience but I would say (laughs) like nine out of ten deals it's not for the best of reasons or a more difficult reason um maybe eight I shouldn't say that I mean it's always a happy ending it's always And I think that's a big part of our job is to say, hey, you know, as I was saying before commercial, like the home is what you've created, but it's at the end of the day, a house that's going up for sale and you're going to create that new home. And I think once they have that realization that they are selling, it's not just the reasons, it's also the process. I mean, the packing, the if it's staging, the decluttering, the cleaning, the showings, you have kids at home and schedules to meet and shift work. Um, you know, how are you going to do the showings and work around that invasion on your life for hopefully what's going to be a short period of time? It's, you know, guiding and coaching them through that to make it as easy on them as possible. But at the same token, you know, this is what we need to do to sell. And some people, it, you know, it's a, it's a big invasion and they have a hard time for, with that. And others, they're ready for it. And they're like, mm-hmm. what do I need to do? Let's get this done. And and I think a key word you said there is is process. And and the process isn't necessarily quick either. I mean, no. uh, and and when I think of th- that, to me, one of the one of the bigger struggles is with uh, people who are downsizing, people who have you know had their working days, uh, maybe raised their children, and and they've been in in a home for a number of years, and now they're looking. They're saying, you know what, we have too much home. Yeah. We don't even go in all the rooms, uh, but we're paying taxes on all the rooms where, you know, we're, we're paying utilities on all the rooms. And eventually we need to update rooms because, you know, uh, a home doesn't just get better as the years go on. Things wear out. And, and so they're saying, you know what, we, we just don't need all this. We need to downsize. And, and I, find, I find the process with with that group of of people you need to let that happen naturally with them because that home sort of is a a reflection of who they were Uh, absolutely parents and all the memories of children Uh, maybe they're they got hobbies 
maybe the the gentleman's a woodworker or or maybe uh there's someone who's a quilter or something and or into crafts and and they have they have their stock they have their tools but maybe maybe they're at a point now that their their hands don't function as well as they used to the upkeep and, yeah. upkeep of the house yeah and and they don't even they don't even use this stuff anymore but owning it yeah and having space for it it's the memories it's still it they they still in their mind they're that person yep and so you know that that process can be can be a very tricky process it's a really difficult one um i have clients i've been working with probably for about four five months now in that situation Mm -hmm. they have a big four-bedroom home He's not doing well with his health. She's great with her health. They're in their 70s. And, you know, we ha- we have two areas, have th- things happening with this situation. And again, I ex- it's exactly that time. Me checking in, making sure everything's okay, let it, allowing them to take their time and having those conversations. You know, her needs and his needs are completely different. This home is where they raise their children. Mm-hmm. She is being healthy is being held back, having to care for him. And it's hard on her because she is older. And it's one of those situations where she wants to move and downsize and thinks it would be better. She'd have her life back. She could go for walks. He'd be in good care, but they'd still be living in together in a, in a place. And, you know, she's ready for that move. He isn't. Mm-hmm. And every time they think they're ready he has a medical setback and you know it's my job to be completely understanding and like Mm -hmm. you said you know there's no push in time to sell it's got to be on their own terms or they'll regret that decision and i know as an agent i would never want my client to call me under any circumstances anytime later after a transaction say i made a huge mistake or i regret this or i you know i hate this place or Mm -hmm. because they weren't mentally ready or it wasn't the right decision and you know Working with older clients is probably my biggest soft spot. I love it. Yeah. Um, but it's one that takes time, you know? Uh, absolutely. And and at the same time, you know, we we need to get the message across to them, like, is you got to be ready for it to do it. But at the same time, and I've, I've seen people in this spot, that if they had have done it a little earlier... They were in the driver's seat. They had choices. Exactly. Um, they had, uh, as opposed to letting it go to the last minute. And now it's like, what's available today? Because now now things have come to a head. And, and we have to handle this pretty much today, today and tomorrow. Because because now we, we c- just plain can't continue where we are. So what a, what a fine balancing um, that is of of being aware of now. If we do it now, it seems a bit premature, but we're actually in control versus forcing some yourself into a into a move that you're super unsure of. And that's a huge, huge thing that I think is it really important with most transactions at the time because you know with this scenario that we're talking about and you know clients that are ready to downsize timing yes it's how to explain to them without coming across like you're trying to push them so that you can list their house and get a sale and uh, often people think that that's what we're doing but we're also recognizing the time frame like you said so that we have that control there's more options we're also trying to capitalize on the market at the time you know if if this is the time and you know it, it checks off options and controlling and getting ahead of the game as well as a good market time to list their home Mm -hmm. because again you know that's a big variable i mean if they say yes i'm ready or you know this is the time because everything's falling apart we have to do it now and it's dead set of winter less things on the market you know so there's all these variables that we have to consider and it's again going back to those lines where do you cross those lines what lines do you cross when having these conversations so that it doesn't come across that you're trying to push you know just the sale Mm -hmm. you know people think that oh another used car salesman or you know trying to push that sale but sometimes that's not more often that's not the case it's really having the best interest of the clients and really trying to get them to understand and with this client you know she's on one page he's on the other and it's having a toll on her and that's my job is to, you know, try and get that push because I know that in the end they're going to be happier. It will be better for both parties. Mm-hmm. But I can't push psychologically where they're at to make that move. No, they, they need to do that themselves. Yeah. They need to do And <clears throat> now I, I try to be very careful when I say this, but 
you know, and you say what we do, and and we're we're we really try to you know respect their boundaries and and just try to be that resource for them. At the same time, there's just like any industry, uh, there's there's different people. Uh, there's all sorts of people in this world, and and some of them are realtors, and some of them are auto mechanics, and like for an, for example. You know, there's plenty of stories where people get taken advantage of at the automatic auto mechanic garage. Mm-hmm. They they they're only coming in for this or that, and the next thing you know, they they left the the garage door, um, spending thousands and thousands. That is very questionable whether or not they had to spend the money, and and did that mechanic maybe take advantage of someone who didn't know any better? And they just made, uh, you know, a handful of money on the visit or, or not. And the same with real estate. I, I know there's some bad stories out there. Absolutely. But I, 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 I personally, I mean, we know the characters. We get to know, and I, I say characters. Yes. Because we, we can, you know, to me that sort of fits sometimes. And uh, I mean, I, I know that may, you know, People would refer to me as a character, <laughs> uh, hopefully a good character. Uh, but you get to know the people, the characters, and uh, and I'd say, especially in our community, absolutely, we have we have a great group of realtors in the Northumberland County community. I, I think, uh, and I, I'd like to think that that happens in all boards. I'm not sure if it does, but uh, generally speaking, I. I I find us to be a really good group of uh, realtors here. I absolutely agree. It's uh, it's a you know a smaller community. Um, I know all the agents I've worked with have been phenomenal, and like you said, each character is their own. Um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> this could go in such a different direction. So I'm <laughs> trying to choose my words carefully here. But you know, it's it's like you said, auto mechanic. You know. That saying of, you know, used car salesmen probably shouldn't have used that because I'll probably get the wrath. But I mean it. Do you I, have a, uh, <laughs> a used car salesman in your family? <laughs> no, but I just mean, you know, it's a term that's widely used. Yeah. I think it's kind of discontinued because reality is there's a lot of great ones. I yeah. deal with some great ones locally, actually, um, and it's not the case at all. But I think that was, you know, previous. Yeah, but they, uh, got a, they got a bad rap somewhere early in the, in life. and <laughs> Yeah, it, it's kind of stuck as like a sentence <laughs> that you just say, right? Use car sales. Well, that's not exactly true because there's yeah. great car salesmen yeah. out there. Um, and uh, in our community, same thing. Realtors, it's our reputation. You know, there's some very different characters, especially in a small community. Your reputation is everything. How you manage your clients, how you interact and deal with not just your clients, but within your community. You know, it, every choice that you make, especially in a smaller town, it, it, it can have a ripple effect. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of... S- got to be careful with how you interact with people to some extent and with your yeah. clients because you'll build that on your reputation not saying that it's a bad thing and i mean you got to be true to who you are yes. you're always going to have clients that are going to appreciate and respect who you are i've walked in i mean my i have a new client that's going up today and i walked in yesterday after a few times we've met and i and i but i remember saying the first time i met her what you see is what you get with me. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, I love that, you yeah. know, but not everyone's going to appreciate that. No, exactly. And and I think that's why there's room for all of us in Absolutely. this industry, because we are unique. And, and if we're not trying to put on some sort of phony front and, and we're true to ourselves, uh, because I think you can even be a little bit goofy and fun and and be an excellent realtor because if you know your stuff and you get serious when it's time to get serious, um, uh, there's going to be a group of people out there that'll really appreciate that. Yep. And and then some people just want that straight laced, um, you know, uh, suit and tie, suit and, and tie, just that and professionalism. Yeah. And so and and then there's so many um, so many variances between the two yep and, and there's uh, not a right or wrong 
No. You, you know, on any front, I know lots of agents that, you know, have such different characteristics and approaches to things. And I actually respect parts of each one and often will think, hmm, should I be doing that? Um, but, you know, I think when an agent can stay true to themselves, whatever that may be, they're doing right by their clients. Because if their clients choose them, it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if you're being true to yourself, there's consistency there and you'll get that repeat business. There's more than enough uh, people out here and houses to sell for the various types of agents. And I think some agents work well with certain clients because of what they're offering. And that's key in choosing an agent to begin with. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that leads back to the psych- psychological. Who do you refer? Who do you go to as an agent? That's a big question for people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to take this in a completely different direction on that topic, you know, often people will say, you know, oh, I'm going to use a friend. I'm going to use a friend uh, or a family member. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was doing some reading some articles prior to the show and kind of looking into that because that's something that comes up often. And is that a benefit? I mean, you know, having a, it's fami- familiarity and it's somebody you know and you feel like you connect with and talk to. Mm-hmm. But there also is that line of, you know, are you going to get all the services you need because you have that friendship level? Mm-hmm. You know, that's often a question. What do you think? Yeah, well, you know <laughs> what? When, when, when I... S- so I have, I have, uh, my wife and I, Carolyn and I, we both have this philosophy. And, and we had it from the get-go. Now, it's, it, it totally flies in the face of uh, what is understood as, you know, basic... Um, salesmanship, getting started in, in, in an entrepreneurial or sales sort of way. Uh, there's a thing called uh, your sphere of influence. And I, I mean, that goes way back. And so your sphere of influence, you think about who you went to school with, your friends, your family members, close personal people who know you. And, and, and that whole concept is when you start something new, you, you get, say, your real estate license. Now you go to your sphere of influence and you say, okay, hey, you know, so-and-so, I got my license. I'm in real estate now. Um, are you thinking about a move in the future or do you know anybody? And, and you build off that. Um, Carol and I, we were the opposite. We said to ourselves, we don't want to have our friends and our family and our closest uh, relationships fear uh, getting together with us or seeing us for fear that we're going to talk to them about mortgages or real estate. Uh, If they come to us, then we're happy to help them and and we're going to do our very, very best to help them with what they want. But we're not going to be the people that you know you you see from a distance and and you think oh let's turn this way because you know here here comes dale and carolyn they'll start to talk to us about you know whether or not we're moving or whether or not oh absolutely so that's been our whole philosophy the people we know the closest um we're, we're we're totally not targeting them uh, as future clients, if they come to us, which which they 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 do, and sometimes they don't, and w- and we have, we we live by a, a, a philosophy, a, a psychology, that we have the right to nobody's business. We we don't have the right to anyone's business, whether they're family or or anyone. Um, that's that's their personal business, and uh, and sometimes you see business come and go, and you go ah. I, I thought I might have even had a chance at that. Yeah. And but you know what? Then then I'll say, you know what? I have the right to nobody's business and, and it happened that way for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely been I, I agree with you. It's it's it was one of those I remember when I first started, you know, you were like, Ooh, 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 you know, family, yep. friends. Um, I had the same approach. I wasn't going to anybody. I wasn't offended if people I knew mm-hmm. didn't come to me because at the end of the day, I think it's very important for them to find an agent that they want to work with. But also for me, my biggest fear when I first started was, oh, I think just knowing my personality, 
it's going to be hard for me. I, f- I think I'm going to just work twice as hard or really be stressed if I don't sell their house and that much yeah. more because they're a close friend or whatnot. Um, luckily for me, my first set of clients that I had, and, you know, like it started with that sphere of clients that have people I know or had mm-hmm. previously worked with. And that was great. And, it, you know, the referrals came from there. And, and then that's how my business grew, which was nice. And I remember certain f- close family members not using me as their listing. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember that first initial like, oh, I'm a little surprised. Yeah. But also there was a relief and it was like, you know, it at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, you know, and, and I think that's key is just, you know, building your base business off of, you know, other things. And uh, I just, I thought it was interesting because there's always that thought, right, as an agent. Yeah. And, and, and it's the psychology of expectations. A hundred percent. Going both ways. Well, Nikki, we're into a break time. And folks, good. Uh, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break. And Nikki and I, I think we'll continue to talk about the psychology of expectations. So folks, we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest today is Nikki Reed. Nikki is a colleague of mine at Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty. And Nikki is a sales representative in my office. And uh, Nikki, before the break, we started talking. We just, we were talking about it. And then, then we sort of labeled what it was. And, and we were getting into the... Uh, the psychology of expectations. Yeah, we and just kind of landed there, which is yeah. good. Yeah, and, 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 and to be, you know, to give us license to do this sort <laughs> of thing. I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that we didn't have a set-in-stone agenda. We sort of wanted this to go wherever it, it, it organically w- would go, right? Yeah, I didn't even come with notes or anything. I'm just no. kind of... Yeah, we're the flow here. We're no free, but but yeah. if if we get into that brain freeze situation, we do have some notes to bring us right back to, <laughs> to where we were. So, so uh, I was mentioning prior to our break, you know the the fact that I like to operate on on a principle that I I have the right to nobody's business and. And if people make a choice, even though I might know them very well, and they choose not to use me or not even to maybe even give me, like sometimes people, sometimes people just go to a realtor for whatever reason, uh, because they've used them before, or they've done their research online. And and it's just that realtor and that realtor only. And sometimes people uh, like to interview a few realtors and, and, and then choose after that. But uh, no matter which way it happens, I'm, I'm very, I'm very at peace. Yeah. With, uh, with people making their choices. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know it, it all varies. and in stages of your career as a real estate agent too, I think when you first start, you know, I'm, I, I'll be honest, it was a, m- a matter of excitement and ambition and being like, oh, okay, you know, I didn't call family and friends and say, use me, use me. Yeah. But if they had mentioned that they were looking to do it, I'd say, oh. You know, give me a call if you're interested. I kind of left it at that. If they went elsewhere, it you know, being a new agent and you're trying to build your library of clients, it was a little bit like, ooh, yeah. you know, or, what did oh, I do wrong? Oh, yeah, what did I do wrong? <laughs> Why didn't you pick me? But, you know, I it, that was an internal. And that's just because you're starting out and you're trying to build and, you know, this is your career and you're ambitious and ready to go and you want to do right by the people you're closest to. Because mm-hmm. it's that's almost easier, and then as you get further along in your career, you go, no, it's not the easiest. Because even just a good, good friend of mine, you know, they had a, their circumstances were that they had to sell at a short time because they had already s- purchased and stuff. That pressure was so hard, mm-hmm. and they weren't prov- putting the pressure on me, but for me, there was a pressure because they were good friends, and I wanted that for them, and I didn't want to fail them, you know. So funny enough, psychologically, like you know, there's this responsibility that you have. So like you, as I've gotten further along, it's just you know what you come to me, great. I try to build my business on my reputation and uh, doing mm-hmm. right by my clients. Um, and with that, I feel like I've had a really successful time. Um, and I hope that referrals and word of mouth from people that have worked with me are what keeps me in business. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's similar to what you're saying is, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so the, the, the dynamics, the psychology 
you know, underlying, uh, say, working for a, a family member, you know, you might be thinking, oh, good, this is a family member. Um, you'll cut me some slack. You know, you'll, you'll understand that if, if we don't sell it, like, immediately, that you'll understand I'm doing everything I can. And, and meanwhile, they're thinking, like, you know, if you think, what's their perspective on this? Oh, I, I have Nikki here, family member. So Nikki's gonna Nikki's going to go above and beyond and any, lower her commission. <laughs> and lower a commission and do yep. it for basically nothing and and so they're wondering because, you know, and, and so both sides are sort of having a an equal and opposite yep. uh perspective on this that that, you know, ah great, I'm using Nikki and I, I'll expect more than anybody would ever give me and and you're thinking, ah, they're my client. Um, they're they're going to be so understanding and, and appreciate what I'm doing. Whereas uh, you work for a total stranger and they're wanting they're wanting the job to be done and done well, but there's none of that extra heavy yeah. on on your shoulders. Well absolutely and I think the key is setting expectations across the board. Mm -hmm. um, in all realms of my careers that I've had, it's always setting expectations um, and knowing what their expectation is because I think that becomes potentially the downfall to any deal or relationship in general within mm -hmm. life. But, you know, when you meet clients and you set those expectations, whether they're family or not, and they explain what theirs are because everyone needs time frames, thoughts, opinions on things are going to be very, very, like very different. You know, you have clients that do a lot of research. They know the markets. They know mm -hmm. certain things and they're spitting it at you and you're going, oh, okay. So they, they have good knowledge. So what's your expectation? And maybe with what they're seeing and researching isn't quite r realistic to what's taking place or what you can offer. I mean, it, so I think setting these expectations across the board really does help. It also allows you to align what your goals are with your clients, and that leads to m better success because those are being met. And uh, those expectations may change throughout that process, um, and they are definitely different from buying and selling. Um, so, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's an interesting topic because there's definitely different variables there yeah and and you mentioned about you know people doing the research and so i think of then about the psychology of an informed client and i've i've come across this many times where i have a client who has moved a number of times maybe they're in their uh seven eight nine tenth home so yeah. they've had a lot of experience, and and they are computer savvy. So they've been paying attention to the market. So so maybe they're in their maybe they're in their tenth home, and they feel they feel quite knowledgeable on in real estate. Now that that those ten homes have been over maybe the past twenty or thirty years, and and they've done a lot of research. And you know what? I I completely respect that. Like I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm working with uh, an experienced, educated client. On the other hand, your your ten homes you've been involved with, well, I'm doing I'm doing three times that per year, yeah, over three times that per year. So, so you know I s the the like the psychology there. I need I, I respect that this buyer and seller has this. Um, experience and and it's valuable it's very valuable but at the same time you know they need to respect that i i still have something to add absolutely i still have some value here in the relationship because i'm doing i'm doing three times that in a year and 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 i didn't just do maybe uh, eight or ten hours of research prior to us getting started i wake up and I, I, I breathe this yeah. uh, right from the moment I'm awake until the moment I sleep. Yeah, and, and so every variable is different, yeah. right? And so there's the psychology for, for, for both the experienced buyer and seller and, uh, and the realtor. And how do those two psychologies um, and attitudes, how do they, how do they, how is there synchronicity yeah. uh, between the two and, and not, not a battle? 
Exactly. And I think that's key is, I mean, setting the expectations, having the conversation. It's great. Like you said, when clients come with information and knowledge, that's great. But like you said, you know, with the experience that we have doing this repeatedly, we know every transaction is different. Every home's different. The market can change day to day in varying towns and situations, um, you know, and whether they bought 10 houses this one could be different. What they're looking for is different. It could be a different circumstance. It could be a different time in their life. So, you know, they stick. Sometimes I find that they're sticking with the a knowledge of the research that they're doing, but may have overlooked that there's other variables mm-hmm. that will also impact that that this deal or what you're working on. So I think really it's just you know accepting their information, like you said, and then bringing to the table yours, and and you know, trying to get them to realize that you're partnering with them and. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what you you've experienced too, and it yeah. works out well, you know that way. But it can be difficult. You have some that are very adamant, and it's, it's tough. It's yeah, you know, and and, and in a, a way, workaround. yeah, in a way, it the the statement is true. Like there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, people uh, people their their wants, their needs. Has it really changed? And and how we our our nature, our our tendencies of how we try to get from A to B, has anything really changed? And um, so in in a way, there's nothing new under the sun. But in many ways, uh, some of the nuances and and the the smaller details uh, surrounding these basic needs and requirements Mm -hmm. and you know these these small details have changed, and and it can make all the world a difference in in being successful in today's in today's real estate market, like our topic yes. says. So Nikki, we're we're really close to being out of time. Uh, funny enough, we started on selling your home <laughs> and establishing what makes our home our home, and and we've sort of gotten off on on some other psychological components of this which is great and so what do you think you've now done 54 minutes of radio on the show are are you up for being back absolutely i look forward to it all right so we're we're going to get you back where this series the series is going to go different places i know we we were in touch with uh dave smith this morning um certified home inspector with pillar to post uh, home inspections and and we really hope that he can join us uh during the course of this because my goodness the psychology involved in just the home inspection only that that that's a big one that can be it can be it doesn't have to be at all but it can be a roller coaster ride and i mean and and for sure if dave's listening (laughs) (laughs) it, it shouldn't have to be but we can we can make it into that and uh so that would be an interesting and 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 we've got a lot of ideas here brewing that i can't wait to uh see them unfold and so nikki thank you so much for joining and if somebody would like to get involved uh get in contact with a very thoughtful and caring realtor in our community (laughs) how how would they best get in contact with you um, I, I can be reached at the office um, or my cell, email. And office is? 905-377-8888 or my cell, 289-771-1768. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. It's been great having you here. And folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, truly local radio. Until next week, folks.